Hello team and welcome back to the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. This is episode two. We dipped the toes a little earlier this year with Christy Doran and Scotty Sumo-Stevenson out of NZ. But now the core team comes back into the mix. We've got... Waratahs Vice Captain Dave Dennis in alongside Sam Worthington. We are back, ready to get a cracking in 2016. Fellas, how good is it to be home at HQ? Very excited. Yeah, went to the Waratahs launch yesterday and sort of got a bit bit excited there with uh, Dave and the boys strutting around on, on the stage. There was a, a string quartet, was it? Is that what you'd you'd call it? A bit of mm. music uh, there and yeah, and rugby's rugby's about to roll around and Dave's got the coffees in this morning, so we're we're good to go. Mate, it's been a nervous wait, you know, unsure about my podcasting future over the summer. I was hanging out in the northern beaches, catching a few tubes and uh, just wondering what was going on. But uh, pleasure to be back and, and really looking forward to uh, the start of the super season in only a day's time. Yeah, and you're all kitted out in your northern beaches gear. Today's shit shirt Thursday, <laughs> so we thought we'll throw the photos up a little later. But uh, they are horrendous all the way around. And from a personal point of view, I've just got back from Sao Paulo, Brazil, where I was over there commentating the second leg of the HSBC Women's World Series, where Australia won again. They are 12 wins straight across two tournaments. They are blitzing the opposition the team that's got gears. They are killing it, killing it. Best team in the in the world probably at the moment. Mo- most consistently, I think. Uh, I went out. I was fortunate to get out to the sevens in Sydney on the Sunday, mm-hmm. and uh, they're a phenomenal team. Some of the skill and pace and ability of some of those girls, unbelievable. And they, they look unbeatable at the moment, isn't they? It's amazing the way that the team they came up against in the final, Canada. Not a bad team themselves, the Canadians. Very good team, in fact. Uh, it starts pouring down just before kickoff. And you think that means it's going to be a real tight game, but Australia manage it beautifully with field position and then start ripping 20, 30 metre cut balls, offloading in the tackle in the horrendous rain in Sao Paulo. They're still, Skills. They're still completely under the radar, aren't they, the, the girls, and that will hopefully change as them. the Olympics uh, nears around because obviously Aussies love a winner and, and they're, they're red-hot favourites for gold, aren't they? Um, so hopefully these girls love start them. becoming uh, household names. Obviously, Elia Green is just a, a freakish athlete. Were you saying 11.3 11.3 of the 100. That's yeah. ridiculous. She's ridiculous. That she beats me about 30 metres. <laughs> yeah, I know. She gas you, no dramas. <laughs> uh, just quickly, though, fellas, Sao Paulo, uh, f- indifferent kind of a city, you know. Um, great for churrascaria, which is the meat coming out on mm. skewers. They're slicing and dicing. We would have done that. No, Do they have, the stop and, they have the stop and red go Red, green card. Flip it over, no. red, green card. I was green for long periods of time. It was just <laughs> the best. But Sao Paulo hasn't got a whole lot doing, so I spent a fair bit of time in the hotel watching movies on the in-house. Didn't have to pay for them. They just roll through Cine, Cinemax they had. Stumbled on Fifty Shades of Grey. Now, I just want to I just want to address a few Stumbled things around Fifty Shades of Grey. That might be the most idiotic movie ever put to screen. We've sent you to Brazil, and this is the best you come back with. You well, sit in your hotel and watch Fifty Shades of Grey. And I, ate, I ate barbecue and I watched Awesome Sevens. I also watched Fifty Shades of Grey. I just want to ask the question to those at home that have been forced to endure it by their partners or if you are a partner or if you're a mum or a girlfriend, someone listening, I need to understand something. Is Christian Grey, is Christian Grey slow? Is he slow in the books? Because in the movies, he's a slow creep. I couldn't handle it. He comes wandering into the hardware store where the, the, the Anastasia still works, comes in there and he starts ordering up cable ties, rope and a whole bu- bunch of other bits and is pieces. It- Mate, I haven't watched or read this. Have you? Do you know anything about this? I've Dave? got no idea. You're, it sounds like he's a serial killer, or is he? A yeah, but then he jokes creep. about it. I'm here and I'm a serial killer. No, son, you're a weird, slow creep. Mm. I suppose that's a fair reflection of a lot of men. 
<laughs> Can I say slow? I don't, I don't mean slow no, in a I'll negative just, term. Just Maybe he's very uh, narrow-minded. Uh, he's only got anyway, one interest. We'll, can, we, we can cut that out. We've gone off Any other good movies? Uh, Is that the only one? I think, you're using this, one? I think you're using this as a distraction from what really went on in Sao Paulo. Surely, surely you got out and about with the locals a little bit and mixed and mingled. I learned my lesson from last year where I almost died in a favela. Hey, back to the back to the sevens on the in Sydney. They had a few South American dances there. I saw and uh, outside in the precinct. And what an event that was! Eh, all around that whole uh, whole tournament. The, the, not only the crowds, but just the vibe in the stadium. I've, I've never heard that noise in Allianz. So uh, epic! I think it'll be uh, in Sydney for a long time. The old sevens. Epic! Yeah, it reminded me of the old Wellington sevens back in the day when it was new and exciting, and, and people just went mad for it. So we're getting that same uh, effect here in Sydney, and let, let's hope it. Uh, Stays around, and how good was the New Zealand eights team? The putting putting the extra man on the field. That's that's just the, the sort of smart thinking that takes New Zealand to the top. The extra extra player, you guys are, you know, behind the eight ball. It was a fi- it was a final. The Australia should never have lost anyway. The day later, Australia should never have lost that final anyway. Mm. Let's 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 jump, jump into Super Rugby, shall we? And uh, Dave Dennis, we've, we've talked about Shawnee's movements. You've had a very eventful pre-season, mate. Uh, firstly, signing with, with Exeter, Exeter Chiefs. Um, was it the the bright lights and the the nightlife that attracted you? <laughs> Mate, it, it was the love of my after-midnight food that we've talked about regularly here. The millionaire's slice, the, oh. the kebabs. Imagine what it'd be like down in Exeter Dude. after 12 o'clock. You're going to be living You could get dream. anything. You could get anything. You just I'll signed probably, on the spot, didn't you? Uh, bang. But uh, no, I think, uh, mate, this is obviously going into my 10th season at the Waratahs and not getting younger. I've always wanted to challenge myself in a different environment overseas. And, um, you know, I think it's a natural progression. Hoop's taking over the captaincy, which is great for the club moving forward. A lot of young guys coming through and I'm... Just really happy for this to be my last season and then get over there and uh, freeze my ass off, but uh, <laughs> play some good footy, you know. And uh, I think uh, I'm really excited about it, but uh, it'll be a good way to sign off this year with a really successful year with the Waratahs. And you're now club captain instead of on-field captain. Well, what does that mean? You, you've told us you got a bit of a pay rise from it. No, no, no pay rise, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I think, um, like I said, Hoops, Hoops has been a great support for me over the last couple of years. Anyone who's seen him play, he's always been our number, or you know, him in Israel. In terms of, he, he's led the forward pack. Um, yeah, I stand back at times and, and in awe of him, the way he plays. So in terms of leading the club forward in the future, um, I've got no worries there. And uh, Daryl spoke to me about where he saw the club going. And, um, you know, it's a role I'm comfortable with. I think probably my strength as a leader is around that uh, cultural side of things and, and off-field, and then Hoops will leave on the field. So... Um, you know, we've balanced that nicely early in the season throughout the trial games, and um, we'll keep that going throughout the year. And how's the head, mate? You had a very nasty <laughs> knock. Sorry to sorry to bring it up. No, um, no. But, I, I uh, mate, I'm really proud of getting bumped by a winger. But, pre- uh, <laughs> pre-season <laughs> Nigel <laughs> Wong is a unit, though. Yeah, yeah he's a big He used to be a back row, apparently. That's what yeah. they told yeah, me. I take comfort in that. Slight comfort. Yeah. But, uh, no, he's a big unit. But, uh, oh, mate, I think it was a combination of a little bit too eager. It was very early in the first game of the season and uh, poor technique and uh, came off second best well and truly. It's pretty nasty and it took you a little while to get, get right, did it? A few headaches and, and obviously mm. being very cautious with it. Yeah, I think uh, obviously, you know, it's a pretty hot topic at the moment around concussion in world rugby and um, fortunate having this time of the year where I could afford to miss that second trial against the Chiefs and sit out a bit and then uh, get stuck back in and have a run against the Highlanders, so... Uh, it's yeah, it's important you manage those things. It's just a head injury is just as serious as any other injury, really. So uh, no, the, the medical staff are good and um, ready to go on Saturday against the Reds. Not yeah. worth. It's not something that you muck around with. Sit the next no. week out. Sit two weeks out yeah. if you got to. Seriously. Totally. No, I totally agree. Um, totally agree. Have either of you guys had? Sorry to stop you there. 
have you had many head knocks over your playing days? I mean, it's it's yeah, pretty pretty full on thing that people are only just getting educated about now. I was, I was quite lucky going going the way through, but uh, again, the the whole culture around it, the whole mindset around it's changed so dramatically since when I stopped playing, which was six years ago now. That mm. the whole thing has shifted so much more in a better direction that you don't stuff around with it. So important. You know why it's important? Because you signed at Exeter for three years, Dave Dennis, and I don't want you to have any moments of memory lapse or not knowing what's going on or those sorts of things and when we talk about takeaway places in Exeter it's important that you remember that ming Chinese is the place to be. ming Chinese. Correct. And you know what the great thing is? Do they do loyalty, <laughs> do they do loyalty cards there for the Exeter place? <laughs> ming Chinese. Chinese in Exeter. And their sister operation in Bagala, Sydney, Australia is Yingwa. No, it's not. <laughs> are they, are they actually sisters running them? Or is it just a sister operation? A genuine sister, sister operation. You have a sister club. No, <laughs> That's no unbelievable. Joke. I grew World's up, eating, I grew up eating satay chicken at Yingwa restaurant on Sydney Road. In Bagala in Sydney, Australia. Mate, you've turned out all right too. So oh, I might get my little fella Ming-wa. on the. Uh, what's the one next now? Mingwa. Mingwa. You've got Mingwa oh, there my, and Yingwa oh, in Oz. Can I suggest that you the get to get what would, what would be the late night options? It'd have to be a dim sim. Oh, a dim Just sims. sitting in the front cabinet. Spring roll. Oh. Um, get them in front of the front cabinet and probably in the Bay Marie. I mean, Bay Marie is always a bit of a dicey option, but I like to think the mm. spice around a sardo chicken will kill off any potential E. coli or salmonella issues. Mm. Wash it down with a warm ale. 100%. As long as it's that's pretty spicy, good. that'll take care of any bugs, won't it? Correct. Bit of chilli. Correct. Oh, that's well, good. Well, uh, slight segue there, boys, but we'll, we'll get back onto the field, uh, saying there might be the occasional listener that wants to, to listen about rugby. But uh, the Waratahs, how, how are they tracking? We went to the launch yesterday and, and Daryl Gibson and, and all the boys spoke very well you guys have high expectations I mean you're you know in some bookmakers eyes the, the favorites to win the comp uh, I imagine your expectations are no different yeah I think uh, we're sitting well uh, you know there's reports of getting over your neck of the woods mate in the Peel Forest in New Zealand having a, a tough three days out in the wilderness and um, we got through that unscathed and we've had three really positive trial matches against quality opposition in the in the in the Brumbies Chiefs and Highlanders so uh and on the other side of that, we've only got one person unavailable, I think, maybe two f- from injury, and that's uh, Bernard Foley and, and Wycliffe still. Parlo's still coming back, uh, you know, managing his load, so to speak. So, uh, you know, everyone pretty much available for selection. We've named a, a strong team for this weekend. And, um, yeah, I, I think we've, we've achieved what we wanted in the preseason. Now it's just a matter of um, performing it and performing consistently because it's going to be a long year, obviously, the addition of two other teams, uh, three other teams, sorry. And uh, it's really important that we start strong against um, two two local teams in the Brumbies and the Reds because the way the the, uh, the pools or the, uh, what are we calling them? Conferences. conferences. The way yep. the conferences are structured, it's very important that you you beat your, your Australian team. So we, we start with two Australian teams and we've really, uh, really focused on that um, early in the year. What about some of your new boys that uh, Angus Tarval, the new tight head prop, he's a bit of a character living with Zach Guilford and eating Thai food every night by the sounds of it. He, he seems like a, a real larger than life personality. Yeah, he's uh, he's followed in uh, Drew Mitchell and Adam Ashley Cooper's footsteps. I think they lived together and didn't didn't cook a home meal for two years. Can you believe that? What were yeah. they eating that period of time? I don't know. Like eventually, well, well. that, that's no, a true. That's well. a fact. Two, <laughs> two years did not cook a meal. Apparently, Drew Mitchell. But can you believe it? Eventually, eventually, take away. You kind of get a bit over it. You want a home cooked meal like Mammy oh, used agreed, to do chicken agreed. schnitzel that Mammy used to cook. Just that MSG. It just it hits you for six. But eventually. what were they eating? Like apart from. Oh, they were down in Bondi, so plenty of options. But um, yeah. and I think I think Angus and, and Zachary in Ramwick or Coogee or something. So 
it's very easy to fall in the trap of uh, getting getting something down the road every night, especially after a long day of training. But uh, is this where the club captain steps in and goes around <laughs> to the, the house, gets out the uh, the recipe books, and, and just explains a few of the basics, a few oh, of the, the no, basic I, cooking my, techniques? My theory: if they're not getting their dinner through the window of a car. I don't mind where they get it from. Yeah, that's that's a fair theory, isn't it? That's a great theory. So they actually have to walk, get out and walk into Mac because they can't get through the window. <laughs> no, yeah, I mean, he's going to be easy to pick out as well when he takes to the field against the Reds this weekend. Angus to Arval. Got the frosted tips. Yeah. I mean, you don't see Top deck. enough frosted tips in world rugby this day and Ooh. age. And it's not even a blonde. It's more of just a, a grey frosted tip. He's claiming the lemon juice. Squeeze. That, no. I don't think it... Can that happen? No, that's an acidic lemon. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I mean, it's, that is a maybe superpowered it's a lemon. fruit or something. What's a really... Oh, oh. The most citrusy citrus fruit in the mm. world? What is it? Sugar. I don't know. It's uh, hard to go past the lemon. I think the lemon's got it. No, he likes, he, likes, uh, he likes a bit of uh, a bit of party tips. on top. Yeah. A bit of business down the bottom. You're right, though. Yeah. He's good. He seems a good fella. Came across very nah, well. He's, 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 he's a rapper. I'll wrap it. Yeah, I'm yet to hear that. We might uh, have to get him on and get him rapid. Yeah, he, and you're uh, playing the guitar apparently. No, I was singing. Oh, I don't singing. know what he means by that, but uh, I'm a horrendous singer. But uh, no, he's adjusted really well. I think. Um, yeah, lively personality and gets an opportunity at tight end. And uh, yeah, I think for him the main reason he did come over is that opportunity to play uh, regular football. He's stuck behind few guys in New Zealand played a lot of his caps off the bench so he gets the opportunity to start on Saturday and important role um, you know taking over from Jacoby Kepu who was a, a really influential player for us uh, over the years so uh, that's exciting Zach gets an opportunity on the wing Zach Guilford obviously the former All Black and played really well through the trials and then uh, Dave Horwitz as well at number 12 who's come through the club rugby NRC ranks um, he gets an opportunity it's exciting and then Reese Robinson the former Eels flyer uh, he's on the bench so uh couple of new guys mixed with some guys have been around a long time. So hopefully you'll see a nice uh, new and improved or, or better team than what we've put out in the last couple of years. Okay, this weekend up against the Reds, what are you expecting from the guys out of Queensland? They look, I think it's fair to say they look fresh and if you're looking at trial form, perhaps a little disjointed as well. Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's obviously a new beginning for them. They've lost a lot of senior players. Two key guys in Genner and Cooper, they've based a lot of their game around over the years. So... Um, they're going to be excited, bunch of young guys, probably maybe nervous playing, a couple of guys making their debuts, but they've got a lot of strike power, obviously, um, Samu Karevi in the centres, brings a lot of go for for their team, that's something we really need to stop, and then they've still got the quality in the pack, Simo will, will manage the line out, as he has done uh, very well over the last couple of years, um, Shats at eight, Gill maybe playing, I think, if he's playing. But we're still I think we're still you know, we're still preparing for a lot of pressure over the ball and their line speed which they've they've had in the uh in the trials really getting up in opposition's face and defending well. So uh no I think uh it's gonna be tough. These early games are tough because you're still sort of feeling each other out and you can't haven't got a lot to go off. So I'm sure they've got a few tricks up their sleeve, what they haven't shown in the trials or in previous years, so we've got to be uh, ready for a tough contest. Can we expect to see any differences in playing style under Daryl Gibson, or is it going to be pretty similar to the, the Czech era? Um, I think Daryl's still got that similar mindset of uh, attacking uh, and playing with the ball in hand, which you'll see a lot of, which is which is a good way to play the game, and I think not only the players enjoy it, but uh, our fans enjoy it, so it's important we maintain that, but we have identified that we need to make some adjustments and uh, be a little bit creative with our attack, because... Uh, not only has other teams seen us doing it for three years, um, it's a similar sort of blueprint that Czech took to the Wallabies. So uh, a lot of the Australian players have a fair understanding of how we have played in the past. So we, we've really worked to, 
to build on that um, and add a few variations around where we attack and how we attack and, and be a bit smarter about that. So, uh, yeah, we, we've obviously trialled a bit of that in the uh, three trial games, but uh, we've still got a bit up our sleeve, so hopefully you'll see a bit of that on Saturday night. Exciting times, boys. And what about predictions for the, the season? Shawnee, who, who do you like to, to take out the whole thing? We'll put you on the, the spot here. I mean, who, who are you liking? I can't remember who I tipped when we did our first podcast with your colleague, Christy Dora. <laughs> I've already tipped someone to win it. I think I might have, I think I might have tipped the Brums, actually. Yeah. You know, actually, I did tip the Brumbies to win the first eight straight. I can say that to your face, Dave, that I tipped them eight straight. Seven out of eight, didn't you say? Well, I said it would be oh, a no, coin flip. Oh, no, we played twice. I, 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 I said, said week two, was a, I said week two was a coin flip. Hurricanes won't beat the Brumbies this week, I don't think. Oh, I don't think they're going to get close. Yeah, I'm I, going the... Uh, I'm left field, but how good would the Jaguars be if they hold it together? They, they'll almost be unbeatable at home, won't they? Yeah, but they're on the series. road. They're punching big... They're punching big... Frequent flyer miles, man. Imagine, I tell you what, I love. Oh, to they'll be, be all the, going on vacations at the end of the oh, season. Oh, you know, for what, if free. you're the partner of a jaguar <laughs> uh, and you just hang in there, what, and, is that the same animal as a jaguar? That's how you're supposed yeah. to pronounce it. Hagueri, <laughs> I expect that on the uh, commentary show. Hagueri, I'll give it. And I'll the Moondogs, I'll give it. Um, and the, yeah, so they uh, they're going to clock up some big time frequent flyer miles. Yeah, they'll probably win all their home games there, but you got they've got a horror trip through NZ, mm, so that might true. knock them around a bit. I think the uh, the Highlanders again will be up there as well. Uh, you know, we, we played them last week, and uh, although we, we, we scored some really good tries against them, they, they've got some serious threats in that back line in their pack. So, uh, from the New Zealand side, I think them and the Blues, I think you'll see a newfound mm. uh, spark there. They've got a very good squad. Um, obviously, Uma Unga take, uh, taking over there, and uh, yeah, it's going to be very interesting. It's probably going to be one of the tighter competitions. Um, obviously, those the new teams coming in and the Australian teams. Brumbies will be a massive threat. Um, a lot of their guys are leaving at the end this year, or a few of their senior guys. They've been there, thereabouts, last three or four years. Probably the most consistent Australian team in the last four years. So uh, it's going to be a really tough tough year for everyone. Yeah, I like those teams that have got those settled squads, the Brumbies and the Highlanders. They they don't have to worry about implementing too many new players. They, they know exactly what they're, they're about. They can add bits and pieces over the over the pre-season. So, yeah, I like, like those uh, two teams. And, and, yeah, my Hurricanes as well, hopefully, will, will give it a good run. But what, what about... Hurricanes. My Hurricanes, oh. yeah. I own them personally. Yeah. 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 Bit of share. <laughs> <laughs> what about the expanded comp? There's been a lot of criticism, let's be honest, about, um, about you know, whether they've you know, got too complicated, too bloated, too many conferences, no one understands what's, what's going on. I mean, Dave, can you put your hand on your heart and, and say that you understand the new format or do you just worry about your own draw? Yeah, I, I don't totally understand. Well, I'm don't sure worry if, about it. I'm sure if I sat down and looked at it, I'd, I'd get a grasp of it, but I haven't bothered. Uh, all I know is that we get to go to Tokyo, boom, <laughs> which is good. Can you bring yeah. us back some gear? Where I'd like some anime. Oh. <laughs> what is, is Pokemon still around? What's the current anime? <laughs> what is the current what's phase? The, what's the new big thing in anime? Do you know well, what? there's got to be something. Have they rested on their laurels after Pokemon. I want one of those little Tamaguchi things. Mm, do you, know you feed about? it? Well, you feed it, yeah. otherwise it dies yours on are, you. Yours would last <laughs> half Tamaguchi. a day, I reckon. <laughs> there hasn't been a big fad yeah, for a while, you're right. It's time for the next thing. There's got to be. Maybe a guy. I want a robot. Can you bring us a robot back? If you want to do some yen. What do you want it to do? All sorts of do things. Do they sell robots in Rapongi? <laughs> I don't think. I don't no, know. That's right. That's what about the Goromaru? The Goromaru Ninja Doll. That'll be. That's my tip for the next big thing. He, he's big time, isn't he? In Japan, Ayumu Goromaru. He's massive now. In, now the Reds. Oh, isn't he? he Unbelievable. Is big time player. They, they're sending everyone from Japan and down to cover the game this weekend. You, you guys will just be on the back. Where are they at? Oh, who? The Reds. 
they come to Sydney. Oh, you're playing <laughs> against. No, I'm thinking, <laughs> of, I'm thinking of the Sunwolves. Oh, the Sunwolves. He's not. Is he starting? Oh. No, Hunt's at 15, isn't he? I haven't. Yeah, I, don't I think Gomez um, is on the bench. On the bench, is he? Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I was thinking of the Sunwolves. I'm confused. There's too many teams. That's you're okay. right. The draw's terrible. That's <laughs> no, the draw's awesome. No, no, I, 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 I love it. I, uh, yeah. from a playing point of view, um, the travel you get used to, and you, you, you know, people can go on about it. The reality is, you play. A certain team each week, and you've got to beat them. So uh, I was asked yesterday at the season launch about, it and I said, "Well, the team that plays most consistently throughout the year wins the most amount of games and plays the most, you know, probably most attacking style of rugby." As you've seen the last couple of years with the Highlanders, um, ourselves in 2014, will most likely win the competition. So I don't think it changes too much, and I like to think that uh, the fans, what they will see is unique styles of rugby. Uh, we've seen very similar. The Kiwis play a unique brand. The Aussie teams tend to play the same South Africans. Now we're going to get a Japanese team, which a lot of people saw in the World Cup. The style of What's what going on? <laughs> that's the Sunwolves. Oh, that's the Sunwolves. <laughs> that's sun I like that in the background. Okay. You ready? Yeah. That's the so, official Sunwolves. So the Sunwolves. <laughs> wait so a second. Wait a second. Okay. 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 Wait. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm really looking forward ah. to oh, you, oh, you guys keep talking. Uh, anyway, and uh, the, the Jaguars, they'll really uh, they'll, they'll play their own style of rugby. Um, and then the Kings coming in. So I think from a fan point of view, they'll, they'll really uh, get to see different types of rugby, which is exciting if you're a rugby fan. Yeah, sure. And uh, yeah, it's such a uh, difference in style, as you say. It's a, The Kings and the Sunwolves, though, let's be honest, they're going to really struggle, aren't they, uh, in, in, this, in this competition. They look a bit disorganised, the, the, the Kings and the Sunwolves. Oh yeah, I'd like to think their their inclusion is a long term prospect. It's not. Uh, I'm sure they're not um, assuming they'll, you know, make ground and win the competition the first year. But I think, particularly in Japan, with them hosting the 2019 World Cup, I'd like to think that uh, this is an investment long term for the game in Japan and and globally. I think uh, there's always been calls for for a team in Asia. Now we've got that, and hopefully they stick with it and and really uh, progress as a as a rugby nation up in Japan. So. Uh, yeah, and then obviously South Africa, they, they've always had that team base there in Port Elizabeth, but it's a matter of whether they can maintain a, a solid team moving forward. So uh, it's going to be challenging, but um, it's going to be great for the players and the fans to see different teams in the competition. Alrighty, fellas, we've got to get across to New Zealand to get a feel for what's happening on the other side of the Dutch, and why not bring in one of the best voices, that sexy Lothario from across the way, Scotty Stevenson out of Sky New Zealand. Sumo, how are you? Oh, I'm just so much better for hearing your voice, Shawnee. Uh, you are the voice, and I understand it. Yeah, yep. Good segue. Now, let's get cracking. What do you got on the dial for me this weekend? We're going to kick the whole season off, Sumo, with a little bit of Blues v Highlanders action. Which way is it falling? Look, I tell you what, Highlanders have been some backline. Only one change to really what was their starting lineup last year year in their championship year, and that's Tay Walden coming in at number 12. Tay's uh, first season of Super Rugby, and uh, he's just a big, strong, bull-running white guy. So uh, this is going to be interesting to see how he goes. And uh, he's up against uh, the likes of George Mawala, and I'd give you the tip. I'm giving you the tip right now, Shawnee. Mali Sal, the Japanese international who's joined up with Tana Umunga's Blues, uh, have a look at this kid on opening game. I think he is going to absolutely smash it to pieces. Blues or Highlanders? Do you know what? I've got a sneaky feeling the Blues might just get it done, although they won't be going in as favourites, I'll tell you that. OK, let's go south now. Crusaders v Chiefs, always a ding-dong between these two sides. How do you like the men out of the Waikato? Oh, 
I don't know about the Chiefs. A bit of discipline issue again, which is something that's plagued them over the last couple of seasons. That was in their last preseason hit out against uh, the Blues. Uh, but they've still got the cattle, don't they, the Chiefs? So uh, Aaron Cruden looking like he is about to absolutely light up Super Rugby again this year after his season was ruined last year with injury. So uh, if Aaron Cruden can fire up, they've got two good halfbacks at their disposal and uh, they've got some pretty good backs as well. And the likes of Chaling Atai, Sidat Palmani, Valu in the midfield and Glenn Fistiahi on uh, the wing. So uh, they're going to be pretty good. I think they'll be too good for the Crusaders uh, away from home first up. The Fish. I'm looking forward to seeing the Fish get about his work. Oh. Former New Zealand Warriors 20s player. Slippery little customer. Fetty. Slippery. Very yeah. slippery. And then, of course, we move on to Canberra, don't we, Shawnee, for the other New Zealand uh, team in action. That's the Hurricanes last year's beaten finalists. They put 70 points on the Crusaders in their last preseason hit out. And while we're on league converts, uh, Ngani Laumapi gets a start at 12 for the Hurricanes this year. And if you want to see someone hit a short ball, watch Ngani Laumapi. He is one of the most exciting midfielders, I think, in this competition. Talking a lot about 12s and 13s today, aren't we? That's okay. That's okay. Let's talk now a little, very quickly, very quickly, because they're two of our favourite teams. Let's talk quickly about the Juarez v. the Cheetahs over in Bloemfontein. Oh, I tell you what, the Huguardias have had so much smoke blowing up their ass. I wouldn't be surprised if they have bowel cancer at the moment. But uh, they start in Bloemfontein, which, uh, you know, it surprises me, really. Three weeks they've spent in South Africa, and they open in Bloemfontein. That would be enough to send anyone back to the French top 14. But uh, I think the Cheetahs might just get it done in Bloem. I like the way the Cheetahs play. They've got all the organisational structure of a bowl of udon noodles. So uh, let's see how they roll. <laughs> and uh, lastly, the... Oh, 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 Samuels v. The Lions. I love the Moondogs, Shawnee. I love the Moondogs. I think the Lions will be too much. Lions played some good code last year, as we all enjoyed. Uh, and uh, this is the Sunwolves' first game, Prince Chippy Stadium in Tokyo. I know they'll be coming out of the blocks hissing the Moondogs, but I think the Lions would back themselves. Uh, this one in Tokyo, which is going to be a rarity, uh, usually when the Sunwolves play a yuppie side, they're going to be playing in Singapore. So, uh, But they want to get their opening game out of the way in Tokyo, and why wouldn't they? They are a Japanese franchise. I think the Lions will be too tough, though, mate. All righty, looking forward to seeing you on the box out of Sky NZ. See you next week, lover. Oh, love your work. Yeah, well, what about these young back rowers coming through at the Tars? Uh, mate, there's pretty big reps on, on Jack Dempsey, I understand, and, and Jed Holloway will play at eight this weekend. You're obviously working very closely with them, probably mentoring them. What, what uh, can fans expect from those blokes? Yeah, Jed's, Jed's been around with us for a, a couple of years. He's, he's had great... Uh, Great club seasons with Southern Districts and, and with the Rams in NRC. So he, he's ready to go. He's, he's had enough time uh, sort of learning and sitting sitting behind guys. And uh, a natural athlete. Uh, got a lot of speed for a big fella and um, works really hard. So uh, I'm sure he's excited about the opportunity on Saturday to get his first start uh, after having played a few games off the bench with us. And then Jack Dempsey, similar mould. Um, very very dynamic and quick for, for a back rower. Um, likes to play abrasive and, and carry the ball nice and hard. So... Uh, I think uh, not only are they going to put pressure on the current back row, myself and um, obviously Cliff when he's coming back, but long term for the the prospects of the club and, and that part of the our team around the back row and the, and the tight forwards are looking very good. 
Good stuff, mate. Well, Sean, he's abandoned us, so um, we'll probably wrap it up there. I don't know where he's gone. He's played those a uh, anime noises, <laughs> he's and he's Googling, got mate. a bit excited. He's wandered off. But thanks for the coffee this morning, mate. And uh, thanks, everyone, for listening to podcast number two for the season. We'll be with you uh, once every week to bring you all the, the news, the gossip, the latest takeaway information from the uh, the Manly area from Sean. So uh, enjoy the weekend's rugby, and we'll uh, catch you next week on the Fox Rugby Podcast.